welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. Most of you, well, none of you have met my father. He passed away a few years ago, and I, I loved hearing his stories. He always had good stories, mainly because he got into a lot of trouble. But not all of his stories were troubling or troublesome or causing his mom or other people grief. And one of the stories he told me was when he was in elementary school, and he had this really good friend who came into school one day with glasses. Now, this was my, my dad's first encounter with glasses. As, as a young kid, you know, you're curious. You're not really sure what to think. Sometimes those of you who wore glasses at that young of age may have got made, in fun, made a fun of or, or lots of questions. Well, my dad was fascinated and he asked if he could try them on. And so he put the glasses on and suddenly he saw the whole room differently. He could see it. <laughs> He'd never been able to see the chalkboard clearly before and he didn't realize that he needed glasses. So he went home to my grandmother, to his mom and said, mom, my buddy got glasses, I want glasses. And his mom, responding to this as probably most parents would, thinking, okay, I know that your friend has them and that's all great and you're excited about them, but glasses aren't toys and they certainly aren't cheap. You're not gonna get glasses just because your friend has some. And so for weeks, my dad pressed my grandmother, pressed, mom, I want glasses, mom. Till finally, she took him to the eye doctor, I think just to get him to be quiet and leave it alone. And the doctor gave him an exam and turned around and said, yeah, your son needs glasses and he needs, them. he needs them now. He doesn't see very well. And my dad's grades instantly improved. The glasses suddenly opened things up for him. And now my grandmother, before she was passed, she had told this story to me as well. And, and she was even, even many, many years later was quite embarrassed and felt that kind of pain that maybe a you feel when you've done wrong by somebody or, or you, you should have listened and you just didn't believe, but then you find out they were actually telling the truth. And so she was still carrying that when she told this story not too long ago that my dad didn't have what he needed. She didn't know what he needed. I mean, my dad didn't even know what he needed until he put the glasses on. She didn't know until the expert affirmed his story. So not until he tried those on did he even know what it was to see well? Prior to that moment, how he saw was just how it was. That's what things look like. And if his buddy hadn't gotten glasses, who knows how long my dad would have gone through life not realizing how much he couldn't see. And what a gift it is to receive something like new glasses. But what an even greater gift to realize that you're receiving something you didn't even know you needed, that suddenly you're opened up to this new possibility you didn't even know existed. What a, what a monumental moment. Now, to begin this new year, let's, let's take a step back from the story we've heard so many times as we are in the second week of Christmas. We've heard the Christmas story many times. We've just spent weeks hearing it again and again and telling it and seeing it. But let's take a step back and consider the something new that is offered to us through the story as 
John writes it, our fourth gospel we call John. And whether, whether you're watching this sermon, whether you're part of this, this church experience online because you've made a New Year's resolution to go to church more, or maybe this is your church home and you've been going here for years, but I'm so glad that you're here, that we can be here together, that we get to go on the scripture adventure together, to step back and just consider that maybe there are better ways to see than we even realize. We're going to read from John 1 today, and we're going to hear about a great gift given to the world that the world had no idea it needed and still struggled to even accept the good news. In fact, those who needed it most didn't accept it. Uh, they were sure that how they saw things already was good enough. So let us hear from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified about him, crying out, This is the one of whom I said, He who comes after me is greater than me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. As the law was given through Moses, so grace and truth came into being through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. God, the only Son, who was at the Father's side, has made God known. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is called the prologue of our fourth gospel. And we get a, a grand bird's eye view of the whole story. I mean, we're not in a manger. We're not in a little town in a little room with Mary and Joseph and the baby. John has backed all the way out and looks from the very beginning of all things. And right there in the beginning was the word. It was always there. It's always been there and everything came into being through the word. The world was so used to darkness that when this light came in, when the light came to be among us, this word, the life that is the light to all people, the world rejected it because it thought it already knew what truth and grace and all these things were. It thought it already saw clearly. So when the light came, it didn't know what to make of this. 
The theme of dark and light and this conflict runs throughout the entire book of John, through the next 20 chapters, and we're going we're gonna to focus on the middle of this prologue for our time. And the gospel author gives us a quick understanding of the entire detailed story laid out over the next 20 chapters in just these few lines that we'll focus on. And so the, what we're going to focus on, and, and I'll read it from a different translation just so you can hear it a little new, we come to the word was in the world, and the world came into being through the word, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of humans, but of God's will. So the word, which is God and, and has always been with God, is unknown to the very world which came into being through it. The word comes to what was his own, and his own didn't accept him. But those who do receive him receive power to become children of God. This is very dense and, and lofty talk, which is why John is, is not the most popular gospel for most people. It, it's, it's hard. There's a lot of things here, lots of words that they don't quite make sense. I mean, they're familiar words, word, light, life, dark, world, knowing. But as far as understanding what's being communicated, it is hard. And we've used the language in church, but when we start breaking down what it all means, it takes time. And that's the point. That's the point. We enter into this faith as a lifelong journey. It takes a long time to start to understand, to start to see what all of this means, what it points to. And it can make sense in a way at first, but it continues to unfold itself and to invite us into this great life. Or to, to put it another way, it's like we've been seeing in a particular way, the, the only way we've ever known, in such a way that we don't even know of the possibilities that, that we're not aware of. I mean, how could we? My dad had no clue there were better ways to see the chalkboard until glasses were put on his head. It's not like before that day he thought, wow, I bet, I bet the world can look entirely different. I mean, you can't even get there on your own. He understood his reality to simply be what it is. It's just, it's just what it is. I can't quite see it. That must be how it is for everybody because that's how it is for me. And every one of our stories of faith begins this way, Right? I mean, we've all grown up with a large assortment of, of personal histories, family origin, childhoods filled with moments of pain, moments of struggle, moments of miracle and, and wonder and surprise, with losses and gains, gifts. We all have stories. We all have scars. We all have those wonderful memories that continue to bring us to this, this place of joy. We were given a, a perspective of life from those who raised us. They told us how it is from their perspective. We were taught about life and we knew no other way until we encountered someone who was raised by someone different, who understood things differently. And then we were invited to embark on a journey of curiosity and adventure, yeah? To consider life in other ways, to, 
to understand that suddenly how it is can become how it was. And we can actually enrich one another by sharing our stories and and sharing together. And that's what faith is all about, the body of Christ, all of us together sharing our perspectives, enriching and building one another up. So that's how it is. You can't know what's all, all there is to be shared in this congregation until you come and you start to share your life with all of us. And through that, we start to gain so much from one another. Now, the whole world, as the gospel writer speaks of it, has only seen things for what it is before they received the word and flesh born in the manger. Before that moment, there was just what it is. And when Jesus, the Christ, came into the world, there was a whole system in place. In fact, many systems of politics and religion and culture and society. The world was so sure of how it is that they couldn't accept the new reality revealed to them in Jesus Christ, at least not at first. Some embraced the curiosity and adventure and followed him. We're going to walk through verses 10 through 12 that I've read a few times now and unpack what the gospel writer is trying to clue us into so that we can begin to walk our faith and or deepen it and, and enter into the rest of this story through the subsequent 20 chapters. So, we come to verses 10 and 12, and, and we're presented with four ideas that the world didn't know the word. The world didn't know the word. The word came to what was his own, but they didn't accept him. But to all who did receive him, they received power and authority to become children of God. So the world did not know him, number one. Our coming to know Jesus Christ always begins in ignorance. We don't know what we don't know. Like my dad didn't know there were other ways to see. We don't know that there are other ways to live, to understand ourselves and the world around us and others. We don't understand that how it is can become how it was. As scary and as unnerving as this sudden realization can be, the process of faith always begins this way. The gospel story gives us more details in the next 20 chapters, but it begins with this kind of mystery. Now, my dad had no clue what good vision was before putting on glasses. There would be no way for him to recognize that he had poor vision. He had nothing to compare it to. The world didn't know the word because it didn't even know it needed it. So number two, the word came to what was its own. Despite the world not knowing what it didn't know, like a kid who can't see but doesn't realize it, God, our God, takes the initiative. Our God does something about it, comes to us in our ignorance to bring us into this new awareness, this new life, this new sight that we didn't even know was possible. God comes to us in Jesus Christ to reveal to us the kind of life that has always been possible. The kind of sight which brings us great joy and life and new possibility. It's always been here, friends. It's always been since the beginning of the story. In the beginning, the word was there. We've always been God's children. We just didn't know it. 
or maybe you still don't know it. You're not sure. God has always loved us. Always. We just weren't always aware of the love. God has been trying to bring us all together as one with God. But we were raised on another story. A story of us as in thems and we've divided ourselves up so many ways. We can't even sit across the table from some people, right? You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? And so because of that reality then and, and this reality now, God comes to us in Jesus Christ. God came through the word to his own people. The word made flesh. Flesh, real flesh. The energy through which everything was made. The grandness of the word comes into our dark ignorance and puts on the fragility of skin and bone to walk with us, to be vulnerable with us, to talk with us, to touch us, to heal us, to eat with us, to tell stories, to ignite our imaginations, to live counter to how it is, to live counter to how it is in the days of first century and how it is in our own day, all for the purpose to show us the truth, how life can be, to turn on the light, to reveal, to eliminate our ignorance. So he came to his own people, but his own people did not accept him. No matter how good things can be, there's no guarantee it will be accepted as truth. I wonder if my dad's friend hadn't let him wear them, but just instead decided to try to convince him that it was so much better with glasses. And imagine that, like people often do, my dad just got it into his head that, no, what you have isn't any better than what I have, and so I refuse to accept that you're experiencing something better than I am, because we do this, right? We're so sure that we already have it. We already know. What it is to us is the best it can be. We see this kind of thing every day in our own lives. We can hear the truth, but if we don't like it, well, we just turn the channel, right, and listen to another news source or, or another network saying what it is we've decided it is. Amen? You know, we can, we can hear the results and still refuse to accept them. Amen? We can be told how great something is and just decide we're not going to give it a chance. Maybe someone has been telling you about a great movie or a great song. You just have to check it out. And there's just something in you that says, eh, eh it can't be that good. It's not worth my, my time to actually give it a shot. There's something in us that resists anything new, anything that challenges how it is from our perspective. We've all seen it. We've all done it. It's little wonder why Jesus' people were reluctant to accept an understanding of God and reality that was so vastly different from how they saw things. It's no wonder that so many people are reluctant today, maybe even you. When how it is benefits you, affords you great privileges, why would you want to open yourself up to an entirely new perspective that might take away the benefits and privileges. I mean, if you don't know what it is to truly see, why take the risk? Change is hard. Jesus' own people resisted. We do it too. Even those of us in faith, we continue to resist. 
But that's not the end of the story. Because to all who receive him, he gives power. He gives authority to become children of God. The truth is, we've always been children of God. We've just said no to it for the what it is of our own way. But we didn't know we were invited into something better. We didn't know that there was always a better life. How could we? We've been given other versions of the story and told this is what it is. We've been raised with other ideas, other perspectives. We've been told that our blurry vision is what it is. But if we can believe, if we can believe the great love of God displayed to us in Jesus Christ, if we can even open ourselves to the story that God comes to us in Christ, if we can even consider maybe that how it is might become how it was, we open ourselves to the glory of God revealed to us in the fullness of grace and truth in Jesus Christ. Now, what all that means, that'll come. Jesus reveals God to us, and it's it's a lifelong process. Jesus Christ reveals eternal life right here and now that continues to grow and become a part of us forevermore. We don't need to have it all figured out in this moment. That's good news alone, amen? Because to enter into this faith is to first accept that you don't have it all figured out, that you need God to acknowledge and realize and embrace and submit that you need God, that you need the way revealed in Jesus Christ, the light, that you need the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of Christ within us to help us sort it out, to help us see, to grow, to begin to realize all the new life available to us, to help us embrace and accept that we are children of God. To enter into this faith is to agree to put on this new vision, to begin to see the world in a new way, enlightened, clear, and with grace. To see ourselves as we were always intended. To see God as it has always been. To experience rebirth in a new life, new possibilities, new identity. Jesus Christ entered into the darkness then, and Jesus Christ enters into the darkness now in the world around us and even in our own hearts and minds and souls to connect with us, to show us the better way, to reveal the truth in our hearts, that we may have life in his name, that we may no longer dwell in the world of mistrust and division without hope, that we may receive the power to become children of God once more. My friends, in this new year, in this in this time of Christmas, as we enter into Epiphany, the season of light next week, let us enter into this life together. Let us enter into this new year with a curiosity and a heart ready to be guided to receive life from God through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
thank you for joining us today. And it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries, visit our website at sellersburgumc.com.